This morning I have the privilege of, of course, leading the service as we commission students uh, beginning with kindergartners through fifth grade and then going on to, to the youth middle schoolers and high schoolers. And the scripture that comes to mind universally, whether you are in kindergarten or whether you're in uh, whether you're a sophomore or a senior, or whether you're a teacher or administrator, comes from Colossians, the third chapter, uh, in verse 17. Chapter 3 of Colossians, verse 17. And it says, And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. As we begin this school year, and specifically to elementary, although all of you can listen up to this, as we begin this, this school year, my challenge, and I think God's challenge for those specifically in elementary school, to live out Colossians 3.17, is to ultimately be His. If there's anything that I want for our elementary students... It's that they are His, that they come to the realization and an understanding of who God is, that they make a personal decision to trust in Christ. Because we know on Church Growth End that if students, if children don't come to Christ by the age of 14, there's a 70% chance that they will never come to know Christ in their lifetime. So after that point of getting to be a teenager, after about ninth grade, the odds really are stacked against you from being able to come to Christ. And so my hope and my prayer and our hope and our prayer for children today is that this year can be a unique, unique year as they come to be His. Now what does it mean to be His? I think first and foremost, it means that you as students need to be honest. That means that you're truthful. You're truthful in everything that you do. Listen, there's going to be times when you go to school this year, there's a test, there's a spelling test, there's a math test, there's a science test, and you're going to either not have studied for it, you're going to have forgotten to study for it, or it's going to be something on that test that you don't ever remember going over. And here's the thing that's going to happen. You're going to be tempted. That means you're going to be enticed to look on someone else's test paper. You're going to be enticed to cheat in some way, shape, or form. Maybe you're going to show up at school this year and you will not have done your homework and you're going to realize that you didn't do your homework by talking to one of your friends and so your friend's going to offer them that piece of paper or that worksheet or that homework assignment so that you can hurriedly copy it down so that you can make the grade. But sometimes making the grade doesn't necessarily mean that you are ultimately devoted to him. When I'm saying being his, and this is not only for elementary, it's not only for high school students, it's not only for administrators, to be honest, to be truthful, have integrity in what you do. Tell the truth. Always tell the truth. Whether in word or deed, give glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. Not only does being his mean that you're honest, but being his means that you must be inviting. For elementary school students, it really is kind of a precursor to middle school, and that is this, that I know and you know that in advanced levels of elementary school and in that middle school where kids and students are all aliens, there is this temptation and this temptation to be the man or to be the woman, and what that means is that there's a pecking order. There's a popularity, and if you're not in the in crowd, then you peck on other people and not in the crowd. And what I'm going to challenge you to do is to be inviting. 
Invite other people that are not like you. Invite people that are being picked on. Invite people that are being shoved to the side. Invite people that come from broken homes. Invite people whose parents are, are angry. Invite people whose parents are not present. Invite people that perhaps don't have a mom and dad like you do. Invite them into your circle. Invite them into your class making friends with him. Be inviting. Why? Because if you're going to be his, he's all about inviting all kinds of people, all flavors of people to join him in his plan. Don't think that you're better than everybody else. Don't ever think that. Because God loves you just like he loves everybody else. Invite others. Be honest. Be inviting. And then third of all, I want you to be shameless. Never be ashamed of who you are. Never be ashamed of standing up for what's right even when no one else may stand with you. Be shameless. Don't let other people's gestures, don't let other people's jokes, don't let other people's comments or when they're taunting you or making fun of you, don't let them define who you are. Be shameless. Don't be ashamed of who you are. Embrace who you are and recognize this as we have over 300 people in this congregation today and as we're going to pray over you at First Baptist Church you have people that love you immeasurably and you're never going to do anything in this school year that is going to get rid of the fact that we love you and we appreciate you be his, be honest be inviting, be shameless and whatever you do whether in word or deed do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ giving thanks to God the Father through him. At this time I'm going to ask all of our elementary school kids to come down to the front and kind of find their book bag or to touch one of these book bags. What I'll tell you about the book bags down here it represents not only elementary but also middle school and high schoolers. There's a prayer, a blessing that's been put in that backpack. We want you to know and I'm also going to invite the parents of students to come down with their child as well to pray over them. Parents, grandparents, whomever to come down to this altar as we set aside this time, as we set aside this time to pray. Father, we thank you so much for what it means to have children at First Baptist Church. As they make decisions to trust in Christ, as they are inquisitive and they're curious. And Lord, as we entrust them into both Elizabethan and Carter County school system, we're entrusting them ultimately to you, that you would use your wisdom and your guidance and the work of the Holy Spirit to speak into their lives. God, that you would use this school year to grow them academically, that they would make the grade, but more importantly, that they would be yours, that they would be entrusted to you. Father, I pray for their decisions. Lord, we pray for this school year. We pray for the teachers that are going to be teaching them. We pray over these book bags and everything that those book bags are going to hold. Lord, we pray as just as those book bags are going to hold their books and their supplies. Lord, it is you who is holding their tender hearts. Lord, we give them to you today. We entrust them to you. We pray that you put a hedge of protection on each one of them. May this be a year of defining moments. God, as you teach them and as we fervently pray and as we fervently seek your will for their lives. Lord, we thank you for the children's ministry of First Baptist Church. I thank you for Leanne and her whole team of people that work with them. Lord, I pray that you would continue to gift her, anoint her with wisdom and guidance. And Father, that you would lead her in this ministry to new heights. That you would grow us numerically, but more importantly, that you would grow us spiritually. We pray for parents that are represented here and grandparents and loved ones. We ask that you would give them tender hearts and open minds to receive children, to love on children, to encourage children. 
ultimately that we might be yours for this time and this place for eternity. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Again, Colossians chapter 3, verse 17. And whatever you do, whether in word or in deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. To be His, to be honest, to be inviting, to be shameless. Now we move to middle schoolers and high schoolers. And if there's any challenge that I would have for them, it is simply to be real. To be real and authentic. And what does real mean? It means, I think ultimately, first and foremost, to be respectful. Of anything I think students struggle with, it is the issue of respecting authority. Respecting parents as you kind of test the waters of discipline and authority. As you test the waters in the classroom, as you challenge your teachers, as you increase your teachers' prayer lives. Be respectful in what you do. Be respectful. Listen, not every teacher is a follower of Christ. Not even in this school system or in Carter County or at Science Hill or anywhere else. Not everybody is a believer. Be respectful so that other students, so that teachers and administrators and faculty members, when they look at you and they look at your life, they'll think they're respectful What is it that makes them respectful? You're respectful because you're real. You're real because you know Jesus. Jesus should make all the difference in your school year. Listen, you can go out and you can buy the school supplies. You can buy a new book bag. You can buy new clothes. And you can change your outer look. You can change your shoes. You can be hip and you can be hop. But does that make you any better of a person? You want to be a better person. You're going to begin it by following Jesus. You're going to be His. You want to be a better person. You get there by being real, being respectful. But second, be eager. Be eager to learn. Listen, I was in student ministry for over a decade. And in my time in student ministry, students were more interested in pursuing Jesus than they were interested in pursuing academics. And this is what I want you to understand. You are called by God in this season of your life to be a student, to be respectful and to do well, whether in word or in deed, to give honor to Christ. Do your very best. And what that means is this. I'm going to go out on a limb here. You have an exam on a Thursday morning that you're struggling in that classroom and you're worried about what grade you're going to make. It's okay to miss Wednesday night. Miss Wednesday night prepare as a student study well show yourself well do well don't use church as an excuse don't use fellowship as an excuse but also don't use school as an excuse of why you're not growing in Christ see you are a student of First Baptist Church you are a representative of First Baptist Church whether you like it or whether you don't. So whether you're good or you're bad, you go before us and you represent us in this area, in this county and beyond. You represent us at your school. Be respectful, be eager, be aware. Thirdly, be aware. Be aware of who's around you. Be aware of your friends. Take notice 
of your friend's comments. Take notice of your friends who are struggling. Take notice of the relationships around you. Take notice of the people who seem despondent, who seem depressed, who seem detached. Take notice of them and be alert. Be alert with people around you. You can make a difference in people's lives. Not only to be alert in that way, but be alert as well. That while you are supposedly growing in Christ, and while the challenge is for all of us to grow in Christ, there is this enemy that's working around us. Be aware of where you are and who you're with. Some of the people that you're hanging around, you probably don't need to hang around. Some of those people, you need to let go of those relationships. Some of the people that you hang out with, you need to just choose to be absent. Why? Because if you're going to be his and you're going to be real and you're going to be respectful and you're going to be eager and you're going to be aware and you're going to be committed to him, it means that being committed to him means you've got to make decisions about other things surrounding your life. Be aware of who's around you. Be aware that the enemy is seeking to destroy you at every single step that you take and it only takes a split second to change your life. Don't ever get in a car with someone that's been drinking. You say, well, we're not of age to drink. I know. I know. I've been a student. Be smart. Be alert. Be aware of who's around you. Make the most of every opportunity. Make the right decision. Being real is not only being respectful. It's not only being eager. It's not only being aware. But above all, be loving. I'm not talking about making out. That's not what I mean when I say be loving. Some of you are, yes, I'm all about the love. It's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about being loving to other people that maybe haven't experienced the love of Christ. Being loving to people that, as I mentioned before, that most people don't want to be around. Take interest in other people's lives. Take interest in people that are different from you. Love people. Listen, in the high school level, you face a new dynamic, particularly because as students are exploring and they're curious about all the things of this world, it's quite, quite normal to be curious about sex and sexuality and everything in between. And a lot of times we celebrate things, a lot of times we push away things, and what I'm going to encourage you to do is love people to Jesus. doesn't mean that you have to approve of what they do, you don't have to approve of what they say. But you be loving, not only in your words, in your actions, and where that goes. Uh, while we go even further to say on Instagram, on Facebook, and Twitter, be mindful of what you post. Be mindful of what you post. Not only do my eyes see it, even if I'm not your friend, my eyes still can see it. Not only do my eyes see it, other people around you see it. And that would go for students, for kids, for adults. Be careful. You are representative of Christ. You are representative of this place, of this ministry. Be His. Be real. Be respectful, eager, aware, and loving. And in all things, in all things, and whatever you do, whether in word or in deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father. Through him. At this time, I'm going to ask if students, middle schoolers, and high schoolers would come down uh, to this place.
and college students as well. They're welcome to come and stand here at the altar. And I've asked for parents of students and college students to come and stand in this place at this time at this altar. God, I thank you for each of these precious lives. A life that has been given freely to parents and freely to this church. Lives that are impressionable. Lives that have been touched, many by your grace and your truth, as many of them experienced camp this year. And God, you did amazing things. But Lord, let that experience of camp not be the end. May it be ultimately the beginning of a life that is renewed, that is committed. Lord, I thank you for your blessing in students' lives. Lord, and I pray this year academically could be a year that they are able to grow immeasurably beyond what they have asked or imagined that you would grow them in knowledge of things that you want them to know. God, as you help them to become passionate about certain disciplines and subjects that hopefully will become the avenue through which they will be pro- lead productive lives in their future. God, be with those who are going to be looking at colleges and universities. God, be with those who are going to attempt for scholarships and whatnot. Be with those that are going to be on sports teams that you would protect them. Lord, be with their classes and the students' classes and help them understand that wherever they are placed, whatever classroom they're placed, wherever their seat is, their seat is there for your glory. The people that are around them have been placed there ultimately by you. And God, as we seek to be yours, God, help us to be real, to be respectful to our teachers, to be eager to learn, to be eager to do the God thing, to be aware of our surroundings, aware of our friendships, aware of our relationships, and to be loving at all times and in all places that we might point people to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray for the parents and guardians of teenagers. What a volatile years they are. The sass box, the, the discipline, the agony, puberty, and everything else in between. And sometimes parents are like, I don't know this child that you've given me. God, help us to be patient because they're learning. Help us to be patient because they're growing. Help us to be patient so that we can transform the knowledge that they have, that it might be applicable, that they might grow in wisdom and stature, in the knowledge of Christ, and apply His will and His word to their lives. God, as we commission students today, God, as we send them out into the school systems, they are the light in the midst of darkness. They are the hope. They are the gospel. May they bring the good news. God, the enemy, the devil who prowls around like a roaring lion seeking to devour us, may we resist him standing firm in our faith. May we latch on to 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8 that says, Love covers a multitude of sins. If it's good enough for us, it's good enough for the world. Be with us. Go with us as we are your ambassadors. May we be his and we may be real in you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. As we look at students and we look at youth. And now we move to faculty members and substitute teachers and administrators in our school systems.
the things that they do in the classroom a lot, of course, is regulated by the state and, and federal and, and whatnot and everything else in between. And it can be very frustrating because I can go on record and say teachers are not paid well enough for what they do. Uh, and I don't care what state you're in. You're not paid well enough for what you do. Because many times the teacher, administrator, substitute teacher, faculty member, whoever you are in the school system, you not only are an educator, but oftentimes, unfortunately, you're the parent. What used to happen in the home now happens at school. And sometimes not every student has been afforded the opportunity to grow up in a loving and caring and disciplined home. And so they bring their issues and everything else with them to the school, and you have to educate them and teach them, discipline them, and do everything else in between. And for that, I am tremendously thankful. Because thanks to you, some students have some semblance in their lives of what's right and what's wrong, because you've taken the time to do that. Again, Colossians chapter 3 Verse 17, a challenge not only to those in school, but to every single person in this room. And whatever you do, whether in word or in deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. To be His, to be real, and finally for all of us, including the staff, to be the one. To be the one person that's going to make a difference in a student's life. To be the one friend of someone that didn't have any friends. To be the one change agent. To be the one person that helps click on the light bulb for them. Whatever subject you might teach. Whether it, it could be, in, it just listen, it could be as insignificant as what some we might think of a conversation. And the light bulb that goes off is one that sheds light on someone's character and because you took the time to mentor them, or you took the time to spend time with that student, or spend time with that friend, or spend time with that classmate, they come to know Jesus. To be the one, what does that mean as a teacher, as administrator? It means to be open. Don't be so rigid and hard-nosed that you're not open to the endless possibilities of why God has placed you where he's placed you. I know because I have teachers in my family and friends uh, outside of this community who are teachers and one of the common things in every church that I've been in is when it comes this time of year and we have prayer requests either from choir or prayer requests on Wednesday night, I'll have a teacher at some point that will say, I cannot stand my class this year. I hate teaching. And my consistent comment for the last decade has been, bloom where God plants you. There is always, as I've said this before from the pulpit, there is grass that is greener on the other side. And as grandma always told me, there's a reason for that, because the cow just walked by. I'm not going into details about what that means, but you get the drift. Be open to the endless possibility. Use your classroom, use your school, use your position as a vehicle mainly to do what you are prescribed to do by the system that you serve, but use that as a vehicle and an avenue to impact students with the gospel. Am I asking you to break the law? No. 
I'm just asking you to be nice. I'm asking you to be, to be encouraging and to be a Christian that people know you not by what you say necessarily, but they know you by the way you live, interact, and behave. They know what's behind the clothes and what's behind the mask. They know the real you because you're his, you're real, and you're choosing to be the one. Be open to the endless possibilities. Thank God for the most troubling student that's in your classroom. Pray for them daily. Pray over their desk daily. Go around your room. Teachers, I'm telling you, go around your room. You don't have to pray aloud on the intercom system. You don't have to make some kind of stance or circumstance by it and draw attention to the fact that you're praying. Go by tangibly touch the desk and pray for each student that's going to be sitting in that space during the course of your day. And this is what I know. It will prepare your heart. It will prepare you as a teacher to receive students that come in from God-awful situations that you and I would be amazed to learn about. And you know what? You're going to learn about them because why? You're going to have an open ear and an open heart to hear what they need to tell you. Be open to the endless possibilities. Pray fervently. Be the one. But not only to be open. Secondly, to be the one, you need to be nurturing. Nurture your students. If you oversee, listen, if you're an administrator and you oversee faculty members, encourage and nurture those faculty members. Don't be discouraging. Be positive. Listen, teachers are told you want to have positive reinforcement. Well, guess what, administrators? Practice what you preach. Be positive as an administrator. Don't expect your teachers to be any more positive than what you are. Because you really, you've been put in a position of authority. You're supposed to be the dynamic cheerleader as an administrator to cheer your faculty and teachers on as you're the one that God has placed in this time and space, be open and be nurturing. Be nurturing of the people around you. Take notice of the people that you directly have authority over. And take notice of the ones that perhaps you don't have authority over. Take notice of people. Be nurturing. And then finally, be encouraging. Encourage people. Encourage people. Lift them up. Speak life into students. Speak life into teachers. Because uh, this is what I know for you administrators out there. I'm around teachers enough to know this. By about mid-year, a lot of teachers are ready to throw in the chips. First of all, they're not paid well enough. Second of all, they're dealing with our kids. They're dealing with our kids. You think you've got it easy. You only get them at 6 or 7 o'clock at night. And then they go to bed. And then they're gone all day. Your teacher... Of your child has them all day long. Consider yourselves blessed. Consider yourselves blessed. Be an encouragement. As we are His, as we are real, as we are the one that He's called us to be, 
The scripture that comes to mind in closing is Ephesians, the third chapter and verse 20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. He is able to do immeasurably more than all you have asked or imagined. When you get that challenging student, when you get that challenging teacher, when you get that individual that is cynical, that person who has been burned, that person who has been hurt, I'm going to encourage you to encourage them. Be the one, be real, be his. This time I'm going to ask for our teachers, administrators, substitutes. If you have anything to do with the school system, this time as an adult leader, I want you to come to this altar as we pray for you. Take a good look of these fine people who commit many long hours, many, many laborious hours to invest in students' lives, that invest in teachers' lives that invest one another many times they're at the schools long after school has been let out remember them this year pray for them fervently pray for the students that will be in their classes the teachers that will be in the schools the administrators that are making crucial decisions as we seek to glorify Christ as we are part of First Baptist Church fully committed to Him. God doesn't call you to be a dynamic follower of Jesus to be loud. God calls you to be a dynamic follower of Him to impression people, to have an impression on people's lives. Sometimes you have to be loud. Most of the time you tread lightly. Be sensitive to people of other faiths. Be sensitive to people that aren't believers. Encourage them as you're His. Encourage them as you're the one. Encourage them as you keep it real. May we pray together. Father, we thank you for each teacher here, for each administrator. Father, as we begin this year, we commit this year to you. God, as full-fledged school begins tomorrow for some and, and this, uh, these coming weeks, Lord, we just ask that you give us the patience that we need the endurance that we need, the peace that we need. Help us to be prepared for the unexpected things that may happen. Help us to be prepared for students that are coming from broken homes. Help us to be prepared for students who are defiant. We pray for our student ministry here at First Baptist, for our teachers that are involved in that. Father, I pray for Chris and, and Jordan who, and other leaders who are invested in student ministry as they teach them. Help them to know, help them to know what to teach. Give them wisdom from your word to impart to others as we train people for your glory. God, as the teachers go to school tomorrow, those bright new classrooms, put a hedge of protection on them. Keep our schools safe. May our schools also be houses of prayer where teachers are praying for their students, where faculty are praying for one another, where principals are praying, whether public or private. 
for the indwelling of God's Spirit into place of education. God, we fully entrust our teachers to you. May you help them in their commissioning to teach well, to serve well, to be yours, to be real, and to be the one. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.